Yeah. Gotta aim for the top like Hello. Yeah. I can never doubt myself. I know better. All of you critics be acting like you know better. Here's a fact. If you ask yourself that question, does this feed my faith, my family, or my finances? And it doesn't. If you do that, I guarantee it'll it'll guide your decisions. No, I'm on my element. Ooh, yeah. I'm on my element. Podcast, all things entrepreneurship. People just take life and kick it square in the ass. I am your host, Tim Rexius, and my special co host, my wife, Mrs. Brittany Rexius. What up? What up? Uh, <laughs> I hey. I, yeah. I have Notorious oh, on today, dude, so. That's a sick shirt. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, we missed a week. Just things got crazy. It'd be a little uh, just audio issues last week, but you know, and it wasn't honestly probably my best because I was just in a bad mood. Yeah. But uh, I had a lot of one. comments after the last episode and the snippet, which. Funny enough, that little snippet on Instagram, I think I'm at 40,000 views. Um, it got shared like four or 500 times. I'm like, ah, so people like a little authentic Tim, huh? You like it when I get a little pissed off and amped up. Well, good, <laughs> because I'm 41. I wasn't kidding. The the uh, the filter? The, the filter is gone. gone. It dissolved uh, along with my memory. So uh, with the ginkgo by, whatever, I won't say it. But, uh, <laughs> ginkgo by fuck you? Uh, yep, yeah, that's it. That ginkgo by fuck you. Um <laughs> And, uh, you know, and I think that that's what people need more of right now. Real authenticity, real uh, truism to who yeah. you are and then what you actually think. You know, people end up buying brands that we represent because they buy who we are. We've always done really well because we're so authentic and just kind of real. We don't filter anything because we don't know how to. Um, you know, that's been a kind of ongoing theme. And, and it's a question I get a lot that from people is, are you afraid of negative backlash? And, and I think this we've seen this a lot over the last couple of years and, I think it's getting outplayed at the moment, but um, here's the thing. You're going to get it no matter what. The more successful you get, the more negative backlash you're going to get from people personally. Uh, usually not face-to-face because most people are honestly weak in that aspect, but you'll get it on social and you just have to not give a shit. I always wondered that myself uh, many years ago, looking at people, looking at even politicians, looking at people who were quote unquote famous, but you know, successful yeah. and how they dealt with the negative comments and um, found out they don't read them at all nope and whatsoever and you know and now i listen to joe rogan do a podcast like three two weeks ago three weeks ago maybe yeah and and he goes i've never read the comments it's been years and so he goes we're gonna do a little test because they record it right so he makes a post with his guest on his podcast and he had 27 comments in like seven seconds which is mathematically impossible it's on Instagram to show you how many bots there are. So, you know, some of you guys get into some shit you probably shouldn't get into, especially if you're in business on social media that may, may cause some of that certain, you know, keywords, trigger words. But uh, you just understand that maybe they're real, maybe they're not. Who gives a shit? In the end of the day, uh, greatness doesn't come out of comfort zones and it doesn't come out of a place of complacency and it doesn't come out of purely positive reinforcement from other people. You know, it's like our son yesterday played a baseball game. Yeah. He's nine. And I'm sure the other parents think I'm insane. That's fine. I don't care. Um, and they got, I mean, they, they, the game, they, they got their ass kicked. They should have won. Um, and they should have won by a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't find any morality in being, in losing for the benefit of somebody else, just my personal opinion. Yeah. But, um, you know, he hung his head. He got frustrated. And as a leader, you cannot visibly show that kind of giving up attitude, yeah, you know, and he's nine. Weakness. So it's, it's, you know, it's a development of his age. And I do this in business. I do this in life. People ask me, is this really who you are? Yes. Ask my wife. Is this really who I am? Yep. yep. What you see is what you fucking get. And I'm not playing. I do this with every aspect of my life because I'm interested in winning. 
It's not just a sports thing. Winning in life in general comes down to the people who are willing to do shit that other people aren't willing to do. And I'm willing to do that shit. Yeah. You know, it's the dedication uh, to be disciplined to get progress uh, towards perfection. And that's really what it is. Are you dedicated enough to discipline yourself to make to create and make the habits of a true champion? And if you've never won a championship in something, if you've never got the gold medal, not a participation trophy bullshit, but an actual gold medal, you understand that feeling. And it's not just in sports, guys. It's in life in general. It's in business um, and taking that same attitude. So, you know, we have a deal. Because yeah. and, and the thing is, and, and I'll give this to Noah, my nine-year-old, nine he understood where I was coming from because I preach in my house a lot. And yes. uh, thanks, honey. <laughs> Repetitively. It's probably fair. So um, I said, like, listen, next time I catch you hitting a ball and watching it, he wants to watch the home run happening. Well, yeah. it didn't ha- it, has, it doesn't happen that often. So he got he got caught. At first, he should have made it. Shouldn't it hurts his team because of his own ego, right, yeah. and his attitude. And then he's mad and he throws shit. Like I have no problem marching that dugout and tell him I'll put my size fourteen up his ass and I'll pull him off that field. And I'm serious. I've done this. That guy scared all the other kids and their parents. I don't care. My job is to raise my son to become a winner have a winning attitude to realize he has to do it and he has to be a leader by example. So half the time from behind the dugout, I'm yelling, be a leader, be a leader, be a leader. And it's repetitive. So much other parents start chiming in. You heard it yesterday. You're like, be a leader. I will not stop fucking saying it. Um, Because if you're getting your ass kicked, if you as a person on your team, whether that be in business or in sports, has the attitude says, we're going to get this done. And you have that confidence, people will come along with you. As much you. as our media is obsessed with negativity, social media negativity, people want to find somebody to cheer for. People want to be positive. You just have to lead to get there. Yeah. And so I'll do it from sports to business to life. And so the deal is next time you get caught in a ball, it's 10 pushups. Every time after that, it's adding to it's 12. Then it's 14. Yeah, I go, so either A, you're going to get real jacked up or you're going <laughs> to learn to stop watching the fucking ball. And he goes, well, how about if I do it when I have a bad attitude when I'm playing in the field too? That's a great fucking idea. Yeah. And sure as shit. We were with him last weekend and found out from their parents he was doing his 10 push-ups on the sideline yeah uh, in between innings in front of everybody because that's what i said you will do this as an example representation of what discipline does to become a champion period that we will hold ourselves to a higher standard than what society does society standards are bullshit you need to hold yourself to a higher standard of what you're trying to accomplish and so yesterday when he's playing catcher and he's playing third he yeah. played both he had a bad attitude hands and said oh my god da, da, da. and i go that's 20 I go, that's 30. And I was pissed. <laughs> and I came at the game and the coach gave them, and he's still smiling. Why the fuck are you smiling? Yeah. Um, but a lot of our family came to watch the game. I said, that's 30 push-ups. He goes, ah, no, no. He goes, it's 14. You said two. That was in the same inning. I'm like, all right, that's technically correct. I did. <laughs> so he, he goes, I'll do what? I'll do 15 push-ups. So he dropped all the shit while their kids are running around wanting, you know, uh, Gatorades and, and, and popsicles and shit. And he's racking out 15 pushes like a damn man in the middle of the dirt. For So both teams were watching this and the parents. Now, call me a nutbag. Call me psycho. I don't give a shit. It's raising a strong person. It's raising somebody who can look at the challenges ahead or the challenges within themselves and overcome those. Because if we let him just hang his head and the woe is me bullshit, that causes a future of woe is me's and 
people that have a woe is me attitude, they don't make it for shit in life. They don't. And, and people, not, not to be rude. And like, people, just, people who expect it easy in business and yeah. all of a sudden they hit that, that brick wall, that roadblock, they give up. Yeah. Because they haven't had to have that disciplinary, dedicated action to achieve a result. Yeah. And the more you give out participation trophies in life, in sports, in business, and in, in general, in school, people are become, it comes habitual. Mm-hmm. They expect that. And, and like I told our daughter last night, life is going to kick you in the ass in a way you can't understand. And so you may hate me now at 14. You might hate me all the way up to 22. Guess what? I'm good with it. I'll be fine. You can like me later because at some time after 22, 25 or 30, you're going to go, you know what? You fucking nailed it. And yeah. I did. My job isn't for you to like me right now. I want you to like me. I'm a likable damn person and I'm fun. Of all dads, like I'm, I'm fun. Yeah. I have a good damn time with my kids. I probably spoil them more than I should, but I have high expectations. And, you know, if you, and this is what I do with, I'm doing this more with employees. In fact, I think I've been easier on employees than I have my own kids. And it's been, it's been a wrong move. And that's another part of being a CEO or CFO of a company is you have to admit when you fuck up and it's hard to correct what you have allowed as bad habits. Yeah. And I know that we have new contracts with our staff. Here's what we're expecting. We actually made the job easier. It's structured. It, it, here's what it is. Um, you know, it was a 90 day review. People are held accountable. That is life. Yeah. And I have to stop being so worried about repercussions myself, um, just in general people, um, because I'm literally handicapping them yeah. and what their greatness is. Because a lot of people love the structure. They do. And most everybody did. And I said, and it's just a thing. And it, it's an adjustment for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, you know, when you're, we're used to X, Y, Z, and I'm trying to go back to ABC, it's, of course, and people, I expect to have reservations, people. Sure. Yeah. You know, and we had the conversations with several, I'm like, here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. And, and, you know, and we'll see how it goes. And it, so far it's been very positive. And, you know, I, I realized I was making my staff do shit with their time that didn't improve their paycheck. Yeah. And that's wrong of me to have standards for them that don't improve their financial situation when it's a job. So, you know what? I'm going to remove this so you have more time to do that, which will improve your income. And as a as a CEO, like we just look at the CFO, owners of companies, we just look at shit that needs to get done. Yeah. But we need to realize why are they here? What is their main driving force? They may mm-hmm. like the industry. They may like the brand. And the day, they want to get paid. So let's help them get paid. Yeah. Because more sales allows me to hire the people to do that shit that they're not supposed to be doing in the first place. And that was kind of the whole structure. But, you know, I do this with everything. If you're seriously, you have to do this in your life. You have to make your power five list. Andy Purcell has got a really good pod, podcast many years ago on the MFCEO project talking about the power five list. I do it. JD, I, I talked to us in our staff. They want whiteboards. They want to write them down. I've been doing it. Yeah. I'm way more productive. And Here's the shit that I have to get done. Here's the shit that needs to get done. There's a difference. You know, eating my meals, that's something that you have to do. The stuff that right. I need to get done is stuff that's going to further my career, my family. And that's stuff that you can always push off till tomorrow, Tim. And then every time I get to tomorrow, I'm like, God damn it, past Tim, you lazy bastard. <laughs> get your like shit done. I need to change my my 4.30 a.m. alarm to power five, bitch. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> to it. Get my ass that's up. it. And, and, and I do this. It wasn't just with our son yesterday. I get home and our daughter, and and I, I know they don't listen to this, so I'm good. Um, she wants to do dance. You know, she's going to be a freshman in high school. And I said, no. I, and, and, and it's, I know I got made out to be the bad guy. And like I said, I'm okay with you disliking me now. You may dislike me for 10 years. I'm good with it. Yeah. I am because I've seen what happens. We've been employing so many kids over the last, uh, you know, 13, 14, 15 years. What happens when parents don't? Yeah. And you expect me to fix it. And all I'm going to do is end up firing your kid because I, I can't fix something that it doesn't want to be fixed. 
Yeah. Um, Because I said, if you create these habitual patterns, it's very hard to break them. And we're facing that right now with our, some of the staffing changes that we're making all around the companies just to be organized because, I mean, shit, I'm going to die of a stress heart attack before I'm 50 if I don't. But, you know, our daughter. And then I said, well, no, like your grades sucked last year uh, to a certain degree, way below your potential. And you did show choir, you did dance, you did volleyball, basketball, track. And that's great. You're being involved, but you have to make the grade. Now, I don't believe in the traditional education system whatsoever. I don't. But I do believe in effort. I do believe in if you're going to do something, fucking do it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, don't believe in making excuses. Last year we saw she just – her schedule was so packed that she was so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And that is not good for her mentally. It's not. And we saw it. And, and then, you know, we said like, hey – you know, you made a choice to do these things. We had to dial some of it back. We saw firsthand how stressful it was. You're going into high school. You don't know what that's like. You're mm-hmm. going to do show choir. You're going to do these diversity, which is awesome. I said, how about we wait? You show me after the first quarter that you make the grades, that you can handle the pressure. Then you can allow more things. And she's not happy. She's still not. She's still pissed at me. Um, and I hate my daughter being mad at me, but I'm not losing any sleep over it either because I know what I'm doing is for her benefit and her best. I see too many people out there, my bestie. Um, they're a child. They really shouldn't be your bestie. Yeah. You know, and it's just holding people to a higher standard. And I ask our kids, and I mean, Brittany here will um, agree to this. Like, what's your goals? What do you want to accomplish? Well, I don't know. I'm 15 and 16. Well, if you don't know where the fuck you want to go, how do you know the steps you're making right now are going to get you anywhere towards anything? Right. And in that uh, wandering, wanderingly, wandering aimlessly through life, expecting shit to fall in your lap is a colossal waste of fucking time. Have a goal. Have a plan. You adjust that plan on the fly because that's life. Yeah. But you need to know where you're going. I say, like, what do you want to go into? One of them said, I want to be, uh, hair, what do they call it? Hairdresser? Cosmetologist. Cosmetologist. She, Thank you. She wants to be a, a CEO. She, <laughs> she wants to be the boss. She wants to be the boss. Okay, cool. If you want to be in this industry or that industry, go get a fucking job. Well, I'm 16. Cool. Go get a job there. Yep. Why waste your time thinking about it, making that a plan for the next two or three years once you're out of high school to find out you fucking hate it? Exactly. And a cousin went to hotel management, got a degree because somebody else was paying the bill. This is one of those ones that, you know. Didn't have to pay for it. Um, gets a job at a hotel. She goes, this is bullshit. I hate this. Why did you spend four years getting a degree in it? To go back to school to do it again? Like, why, why wouldn't you get a job doing it? You know how I decided I wanted to be in the nutrition industry? I got a fucking job there and realized I just ate it all up. I'm like, this is awesome. I started asking questions. And, of course, the CEO of my company at that time was like, this kid's got a passion. He's doing the extra mile. He's doing the extra things. I'm going to put some, I'm gonna put some you know, time into him. I do the same thing with our high school going to college kids. Like, hey, what's your top five things you want to learn over the next 90 to 120 days? And if you do your good job for me, I will find a way to teach you those things. So you're getting something out of this. You know, if you're sitting here just cashing a check, I have this message from a franchisee. Like, I go, dude, if they're just an ass in a seat to get a discount and a check, they got to go. They got to go. Because at the end of the day, you're trying to build a culture, not just a brand. You're building a culture of what's acceptable and what's not. And there's a reason why we're still standing here where so many of the stores went out because we're trying to build a culture of acceptability. We also hit a snag as a mistake, as I've already admitted, was that, you know, a lot of people didn't want to work. It's a real pain in the ass. Like we've never seen the last 24 months has been like nothing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there were a whole like, okay, well, there's only two of us. There's a lot of stores. 
like, how are we going to handle this? So we started letting people slide on things. The problem is if you let people take an itch, you'll find out in a year that you're 10 miles from where you started. Yeah. And you just can't. And you can't be worried about the repercussions. You have to hold your ground firm to your standards and your culture of your goals and your expectations. Um, but, you know, it was. Like, there's only two of us or three companies or many locations. And like, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. And so we're remedying that. It's not a quick remedy. Guys, understand when you do make a plan to repair and change, it's not fast. Yeah, it's not going to happen overnight. It's That's why it takes dedication. Dedication and consistency. Yeah, because it's it's a lot of changes. They're not comfortable. There's mm-hmm. a lot of fear. Of course there is. Oh, shit. What if they all quit at once? That would really suck. <laughs> I got to figure that shit out. All right, Roman, you're three. Learn how to run a cash register. Get in the store. You know, and, but th- that's just it. It's, it's, uh, but that, that's my, my thoughts on that. You know, I just, it, it was just on me that, you know, like these are the things I say and, you know, and I, I don't have a problem saying them in front of people. I didn't mean my kids. I just hold them to a higher standard. Yeah. You know, family legacy and, and generational wealth doesn't have to be just about money, guys. It's about an attitude. I tell my kids, you're Rexius. That means something. Mm-hmm. And you've heard me say that a thousand times. That means something. We hold ourselves to a higher standard. That might be okay for those other kids. That's fine. Well, I'm not their parent. I'm a hell of a lot more awesome. This is what I expect. And I say that shit. And sometimes I get eye rolls and I don't give a shit. I will say it until you are so sick of hearing saying it that I know that when your kids are and about the same age, you're just out of habit going to say the same shit. And I'm going to be laughing my ass off. Mirror, mirror on the wall. I've become my mother after all. <laughs> there you go. So you've actually got that sign. Um, but that that's it, you know, and that's the, you're, you're, you're setting them up for life guys. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is you want to see your kids happy and healthy and financially successful in the future, set them up with the same expectations of the goals that you want to achieve. And if you're, expecting somebody to hand shit nothing is handed out that's crap it's a theory populated by a lot of people in society it's life is not fair it will never be fair if you want to get something you have to go earn it yep put the work in time means jack shit effort means everything you know positive attitude building into a culture representing all those things are huge things if you want things to come your way that's it yep you know and if you're not, and if you're in a company, for instance, I had this question come in, like, you know, because we've had some people buying buy in or grant profit shares, and we've got a lot of companies, and somebody else had asked that question. Um, uh, I had an owner ask that question, what's the right time to do that? And I had somebody else ask the question, as an employee, what's the time to do that? I go, listen, that person needs to ask that question. Like, if they're not prepared to ask that question straightforward, um, they're probably afraid of the response, which yeah. means they haven't done it. If you come to me, like Cody Guffey would always say this. He said it on podcasts many times in season one, season two. Come at me with the numbers. Yeah. Show me on paper. And it's hard to argue with when it's on paper. It's the same reason why I created the contract. And that's what somebody else is like, what this contract would have them. I go, you need to know what I expect. And if you do all these things, I go, and you want more money? Now you have it on paper to negotiate with that says, hey, Tim, I did all of these things on this list and I excelled. Pay me more. I'm going to go, fuck, I really have nothing to argue with because you have the list of shit I asked you to do and you excel on all of it. Okay, cool. You know, I want this, that or the other thing. So, you know, if you're in a job where they don't have one, ask for one. Yeah. Can you put it right? What you want me to do? Like what exactly? Now, some positions are hard. 
you know, exactly that they're very multifunctional, you know, but it, it, it depends on the job itself. You know, like it, it's just sometimes those things are hard to put on paper, but, um, you know, for us as owners, because I'm like, well, I mean, kind of do like 98 different yeah. things to, on one part of the year and the other part of the year you're doing like these five. So, you know, we have lots of positions like that. Like Steve, come on a contract for Steve for the gyms. That's I shit. <laughs> I don't know if I want to put that Task in paper. one. Leatherman. <laughs> Leatherman tool. Mr. Do it all. <laughs> he does it all. And he flies around. And so much that I, we asked him to chart his time. Yeah. Because I like, hey, let's put this down because I don't want him to kill himself working so much. Because I mean, how impressive is that though? I feel like I need to keep up with one of our guys mm -hmm. that works for us in one of our companies because his work ethic is so strong and fantastic where I'm like, I got to keep up with this dude. Yeah. Like I can't sit at home taking time off. I'm going to work by Steve. Can't have this shit, <laughs> you know? Um, but that's when you do when you surround yourself with people of like-minded mentality. Yeah. It raises your game, you know, immediately letting, uh, Mr. Nick, you know, and, and with VHI, like immediately raises the mentality. Yeah. Um, and it's something I needed. And I was just one of those things. I admitted, hey, I need help with this. I need somebody that can do this, this, and this that I can't do as well. Um, and it's very necessary. But that's why we had, you know, like with Steve, go back to that. It's like, hey, chart everything you do in the next two weeks. That way we can see how we're allocating time. I can yeah. see how you can see firsthand how you're doing it. Are you making a plan for success? Do you have your calendar mapped out to make sure you do shit? Say, oh, I'll, I'll spend five minutes doing that tomorrow. It ain't going to fucking happen, kids. You put it in that damn calendar. You map <laughs> it out. Everything we have in our phone has like 20 notification reminders up to the event. It's very fucking annoying. Yep. But, you know, then if you miss it after that, that's just not pure laziness. So, um, but I think other than that, I don't have a whole lot other than what we did to kind of touch on last week. Um, a little bit, maybe. All right. I get annoyed with social media. Obviously, it's the theme of this show. Because <laughs> so many people pop into topics that they don't know shit about. And people making popping off com comments about corporations are the reason why this, this supply and demand chain and inflation is up. That is horseshit. Now, are there some greedy CEOs who manipulate the market? You bet your ass. Mm -hmm. There's only about three of them with enough money to actually fucking do it. Amazon, Berkshire, Microsoft. There's maybe a few others, but that's really the ones that are fucking up the pricing market for everybody. Yeah. Uh, just because of their sheer size. Uh, but at the same point in time, when you have half the fucking world shut down production some for very long periods mm -hmm. of time, understand the supply and demand chain is an 18 to 24 month cycle of actual production with an additional 24 to 36 months of macro microeconomic impact. So we're talking a three to four year impact. If you don't understand macro microeconomics, shut the fuck up. Quick copy and paste in bullshit you read off CNN or Fox News murdered by some other douchebag who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because if they were, they'd be in business. If they're not in business, they don't know shit. I'm going to be very real about that. If you don't know what you're talking about, shut up. You are part of the fucking problem. My opinion is there's 370 million people in the United States. 235 million are actually adults. The rest are children right now. Out of that 235 million, there's about 100,000 people who are a colossal fucking pain in the ass. There are about 100,000 people out of 235 million adults that are those people who jump in on every conversation for the fact of arguing, who copy and paste but don't actually understand anything, who will not ever say it to your face, who are the kind of people who, who cause hatred and cause cancel culture, cause that bullshit on both sides. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's both. There's equally crazy on the extremes of both. And But the problem with social media is it makes people think they're everywhere. They're not. I would say, in my opinion, 
90% of our population does not have their head firmly up their ass. It's only about 100,000 people who are absolute quadruple jackasses. So <laughs> have faith, my dear friends. The morons will breed themselves out through uh, incest. Anyway, so um, more likely. Well, they were. They're, 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 I mean, they're, they're, it's despicable. I just see too many posts where I'm like, all of a sudden people argue and they're arguing. It's, it's obvious you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I feel like social media should just go back to all positivity. I should go back I to the sharing even... pictures from your high school friends and back to what it was. It's negative as shit. It was a business tool before, but now Facebook's not a business tool. Yeah. They want you to pay for everything. Like you can't get and they I mean, literally the algorithms. Like I talked about the bots on the Joe Pog and that shit's everywhere. You can't get anything organic anymore. I was say, even when you're trying to charge for, for business, it. you get trolls on there that have nothing to do or have no idea about the product and they just want to go talk bad just because People just want to breed negativity. Stay the fuck away. Yeah, <laughs> Keep just the negative vibes away. You know, it's 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 a show that you know, it's if you things that come out of organic places are real. Look at our OPP popcorn, which we are rebranding to the Omaha Protein Popcorn Company. Still OPP, still OPP, baby. You know me. You know me. You know OPP. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have been working on this product for four years. And, you know, understand it's, it's, it's a costly adventure. Yeah. 20 pounds of terrible batches. Brittany, I mean, I gained 20 pounds of taste testing without some terrible shit. Some terrible, terrible batches. batches. Um, so we figured it out and then labeling and this and that and regulation and insurance and shipping and shows after shows after shows. We're, guys, we're talking a lot of money Brittany and I have dumped in. And there's a lot of shit that we could do. Nicer yeah. Things in our house. I wouldn't have to be the one grinding away in our goddamn basement. I can hire somebody. But a lot of the sacrifices made to find out that finally yesterday, last night, we had an email that we made it into a national chain of 323 locations. This is big time because in this particular industry, I don't announce anything yet because I don't know what I can and can't say, yeah. that the other ones who have the 3,000 locations and the 5,000, they jump suit. Like yeah. we got into the premier one after four years. And a lot of dedicated people who've helped us get here are newer. Some of our newer guys. You got Brad, you got JD, you got Nick, Steve, you got all the people that have helped us get here, Cody, uh, Shane, all the guys we've ever worked with and been with. But you know, we have literally spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of our hard-earned money to try to make this when everyone said it wasn't possible. Oh, it's great, but I don't think it'll go. Oh, your packaging wrong, or this is wrong, your labeling's wrong, like this won't work. I think it's for the, oh, no, we would never do that. You guys are too small. Every fucking thing possible. You think after four years, most people would have given up? And we just doubled down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kirsten yeah. made some awesome new graphics for us. Oh, well, Kirsten and... made some awesome graphics for it. And, and she's been working with the label design companies. So the whole new thing coming out is going to be a whole new level. And we found out last night that we got accepted. Yeah. You know, and in two months, we go to ATAX, one of the largest independent retail organizations in the country, 89,000 locations. And we got unanimous board approval. So yeah. if I go land that, then my popcorn manufacturer, what's up, guys? You're going to have to. You're, I'm going to be the one that lands because I introduced myself as princess. Yeah, but you're not actually going to be there. So. <laughs> Yeah, get a deal. Sorry. FaceTime me. Uh, FaceTime me. Princess Anyways, um, the whole point is our popular manufacturer, they're going to have to, our co-packer should say, it's yeah. our manufacturer, but it's our co-packer. Yeah, you're going to increase uh, production. You're going to have to get a new facility. 
uh, because we're taking you guys with us and it's got some loyalty. That's people who stuck with us for four years and kept, I sell them this morning. I know you guys thought I was full of shit with every email I sent. This yeah. is no bullshit. There's probably 50 or 60 of them. Over four years, guys, just stick with us. This is gonna be the biggest thing you've ever seen. This will be the biggest protein snack. It, it, this is gonna be nation, coast to coast, north to south, international. We're going everywhere. And I've said that to them probably 30 times. So getting to call them this morning and tell them, hey, I told you I wasn't full of shit. And he goes, holy shit, that's huge. I told you I'm not full of shit. When I set my mind to do something, damn it, I intend on doing it. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's just a little motivational story for you guys to realize that sometimes it might take four years before you even get a bite. Are you willing to do what no one else is willing to do to gain what no one else has? You can get there. Yep. The simple fact is 95, 99% population doesn't. So be the one. So anyways, thanks for tuning in guys. Next week's episode, we'll be um, uh, bringing Nick Langer back on. And uh, I'm sure that'll be fired up with uh, Captain Vascular when he's over here. Um, he's <laughs> I'm going to make no, sure I fast for like He's got no body fat. Straight. I'm going to get like one of those. Shrinking the girdles. girdles. <laughs> and uh, I might actually filter shit this time. <laughs> Check it out. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Yeah.